0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, popping in with an in-between-isode kind of... Shorter version that I'm just going to drop in with no episode number because these are interesting times. For some of us, myself included, these are terrible, terrible times. Most of you guys know that I got ahead on my podcast recording during my pregnancy because I wanted to have more more time and more flexibility in the first few months of our little Peanuts life and I never, never expected that we would lose her so suddenly, um, just two weeks after she was born and... It has left me, you know, I, I'm gonna let those podcasts air. I think they're they're great content, and um, there's a lot of value there. but it feels weird to stay quiet. Um, I spend a lot of time in silence. It also feels hard to talk, and I have shared with people um that I haven't really talked to. anybody much but my mom um, and Chris and a little bit to my sister, but that's pretty much it. I I haven't even talked to close friends since Dagny died. And I've been doing a lot of writing. Those of you who follow me on Facebook or on Instagram have seen or heard how how I'm working from the bottom. And the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I saw a quote the other day that, um, I'm using as a tool and I wanted to be sure to share it with you because I think it's a tool that many of you could use. Before I share it with you, I want to give context as to why I'm sharing parts of my grief the way that I am. Um, when we were driving either to or from Dagny's funeral it was just Chris and I in the car and um because you know the rest of the world was at home um I said please tell me this is the bottom I think you know, through my whole pregnancy, it was it was tough. Not from a from a health perspective. I think largely I just had like the normal pregnancy stuff. I had insomnia, and you know, the first five months or so, food was a challenge, and all of that. Um, but you know, we didn't have a kitchen for like five months of the pregnancy. A little bit more than that, um, we were going through a home renovation that was stressful. I was kind of turning primal potential on its head and working a ton to try and get ahead uh, before the baby came and the renovation was as all renovations are really rocky and challenging and all of this stuff. And I, and through the whole pregnancy, I kept saying like, you know what though, when the baby's here, the renovation will be over. The changes we've made within primal will have kind of found their rhythm and their stride. And so it's, it's just going to get so much better. It's going to be so much better. (laughs) yeah it's not exactly how things turned out um and so we were driving and I was like tell me this is the bottom between losing her losing her to time in the world when we couldn't be and can't be supported the way that we've grown to know how support looks and happens when people die you know because of the quarantine and all of that, the changes to primal because of COVID and all of that associated stuff. Like I just said to him, tell me this is the bottom. Tell me this is the bottom. And the bottom can feel very lonely, very desperate, very hopeless. And not only do we live in a world where most of what we're exposed to is through media, television, social media, even connecting with our friends happens largely online, right? What we see is certainly not people's bottoms. Like, yeah, well, (laughs) I hope, (laughs) literally. But what, what we see often is what people want us to see. It is very curated. You know, even like in my space all of these influencers who do these photo shoots. I've done one photo shoot in my life. It was like four years ago, five years ago. Um, I don't have any desire, whether it's smart business or it's not smart business to like get all these professional photos and then just put them out to the world as like, like business is so glamorous and life is so, that's just not my style. God bless folks who that is their style. It's just not mine. But my point is much of what we see is truly the highlight reel. The people who share what they want you to see, right? Even if it's not on a professional level, what most people put out there is is the good stuff. Even when people share hard times, what we don't usually get to see is somebody's journey from the bottom. And let me just be clear. There's a lot of my grief that no one will ever see besides Chris, because it's, it's personal and it's private and there's not a value in sharing that. But what I do believe there is much value in is the journey from the bottom. And I'm at as close to the bottom as I could ever imagine. Not saying things can't get worse, right? But this is a bottom for sure. This is the darkest place of my entire life. And while I'm allowing myself very, very much to feel this pain and not rush through it or rush out of it, that doesn't mean that I don't take care of myself while allowing for this deep grief and pain. It doesn't mean that I don't build my business and work and serve while allowing myself space and time to feel this deep Deep pain. I'm not looking to rush through that or get over it. There is no getting over this in my life, in my world. I will never get over this. But we don't have a lot of people to look to. A lot of people just go dark, go silent. And I think that's what a lot of people expected from me. In fact, that's what a lot of people told me to do. You shouldn't be posting. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't air the podcast. It's not to escape the pain. I'm not looking to escape it. I'm very active in creating space for it and allowing it to be here and allowing myself to grieve and to mourn and to hurt and to cry. That is 98% of my life right now within the first three weeks since she died. And while I do that, I still want to take care of my body, right? I still want to take care of my relationships. I still want to take care of my team and my clients and my business and make an impact on the world. And so the parts of this that I'm sharing are just to say, this is how I am walking in the bottom, through the bottom, from the bottom, wherever I am in that journey. That's why I choose to share what I choose to share. So anyway, the other day I opened an email from Tim Ferriss and I've been getting his emails forever. And I don't even think I've opened one in at least a year, probably more than that, but I hadn't unsubscribed either, which is pretty rare. I'm ruthless about unsubscribing when it comes to emails. I don't open, but somehow that one, that one I, I listened through, uh, or kept, kept subscribed to. And, um, I opened it the other day and, and skimmed through to the bottom. And at the bottom it, there was a quote Tim was pondering. So it's things I'm pondering. And it was this quote from Bjork, and it says, after tragedies, one has to invent a new world. Knit it or embroider, make it up. It's not going to be given to you because you deserve it. It doesn't work that way. You have to imagine something that doesn't exist and dig a cave into the future and demand space. It's a territorial hope affair. At the time, That digging is utopian, but in the future, it will become your reality. This speaks to me right now because I am very much in the middle of tragedy. We lost our daughter. I will never get over that. I will live, but you don't get over that and i'm not the only one dealing with tragedy there are so many people whether it's lost jobs lost loved ones financial troubles businesses going out under right now because of everything happening in the world with covid and the quarantine after and i would say during we have the opportunity to invent A new world, to make it up. It is not going to be given to us because we deserve it. We don't just sit and wait for the tide to turn. We can invent a new world. Imagine something that doesn't exist. And then it says, dig a cave into the future and demand space. It's not just going to unfold. We don't have to look at what is realistic or what exists now. We've got to do the work. We've got to do the work even when we don't see what is on the other side. And I would say that for the masses who are dealing with life changes, maybe um, extracurriculars for your kids are off the table and everybody's at home and you're at home more and maybe you're working from home but you don't have those PTA meetings or the whatever committee that you were on, you're not volunteering on Saturdays anymore. You have more space. What do you want to fill it? There is a, I've shared this before, but there's a business principle. It comes from Rory Vaden. And I first heard of it from Chris Harder. And then I, I uh, heard Rory speak recently and um, he reiterated it. He calls it the focus funnel. But basically, he says before we do anything or commit to anything, we can ask first can this be eliminated? right? Does this even have to be done? Can I just strike this off the list? Why is it here? Because I've always done it. Can this just be eliminated? If it cannot be eliminated, can it be automated? If it can't be automated, can it be delegated? And if it can't be eliminated or automated or delegated, am I going to do it now? Or am I going to do it later? The reason I bring this up is because, with all the things that have left your life right now the kids' sports, the three committees that you were on, all the stuff that you haven't been able to do while quarantined start to look at what are you going to allow back in when we have the opportunity to allow these things back in? Can it just be eliminated? Does it need to be changed? Have you been able to do it just as well from home? Were you going to a bunch of meetings that it turns out you can accomplish with an email? Right? Start to use this time to curate the life you want to have when this quarantine doesn't look the way it looks right now. You know, I hesitate to say going back to normal because I think that there's never a return to the way things were. It's always a little bit different. But start to look at your life and go, what was there that's not now that I don't need to add back? How has things changed in a way that Helps me figure out what I really want and what I don't want. What do I need to invent that isn't here now? What has left that I want to bring back? What is left that I never want to bring back? What is the life I want for myself? This situation with COVID has shown us that the rules can be broken, that church can be exclusively online, that Jobs can be done without ever going into the office. The rules have changed. That means the rules can continue to change. You can continue to change them. You can invent a new world. You can make it up. It is not going to be given to you because you deserve it. It doesn't work that way. Imagine something that doesn't exist and dig a cave into the future and demand space. Demand space. You have this one life. You do not have to settle for the way things have been. But you do have to work if you want them to be different. I am here in this with you. And my commitment is to be transparent even when it's ugly and it's going to be ugly for a long time about my journey at the bottom my journey through the bottom my journey from the bottom and maybe this isn't something you need right now but maybe it's something you'll need later maybe there's somebody in your life who needs this message and you can share what I'm going through share the podcast with them. But I want you to know that I am in this with you. I am committed to continuing to serve through this. And maybe most important for me to say is that I am so deeply grateful for all the prayers and the love and the support that you guys have shown sending things in the mail or just comments on social media. We are so grateful for that love and for that support. We are working to get this foundation up and running in Dagny's name. And um, hopefully, not hopefully, when this quarantine lifts um, to doing a memorial event, uh, maybe a walk or a run or something like that, that we would love to do annually to not only um, keep her alive in our lives, but also to be able to, in her honor, make a meaningful impact on the lives of families who are going through something similar Um, as, I think, I don't even remember recording the episode after she passed, but um, I think we mentioned that um, there were little things that we did um in our, in our short stay at Boston Children's that just didn't need to be done whether it was going to the cafeteria and getting water and standing in line and uh or you know figuring out what hotel we would stay at and and paying for a couple of nights or whatever we just we want to in small ways like that but also in bigger more meaningful ways support these families uh, who are navigating infant loss um, or infant crisis. And um, we just want to do that to to make some meaning from this. So if you guys want to support our initiative to um, make this path just Slightly less difficult for families. You can go to um, primalpotential.com forward slash Dagny, D A G N Y, primalpotential.com forward slash Dagny. But we'll share more about um, that stuff as we, as we get more of the details together. But just remember, you can invent anything for your life, and you've got to dig it out, and you've got to make space for it. I'm not going anywhere.